morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> you serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. And welcome aboard Midday Grind, Monday edition here, 590 The Fan, Martin Kilcoin going till 1 o'clock, Charlie Marlowe, we believe, he's, this is this is similar to Charlie talking to Lucas Jones when he was running the board, and we should have Lucas known more. Jones? We're like, Lucas spelled with a, with a K, and I you went to CBC, no. To be fair, that was asked of him two or three times before he finally remembered that Correct. he did not go to CBC. Civic Memorial, yes. and Charlie every time would be like, Lucas? Is it now we're doing that? That's where we are with Charlie's vacation location. He's in uh, Curacao, is it Antigua? He's in the Bahamas. You're right, that might be where he is. Yeah, something like that. I mean, Antigua is a place, right? But that I couldn't remember what don't get rock started. We're gonna have a whole breakdown on the Dutch Antilles and how Europe ruined it. Yeah, we're gonna get we'll get something. What's the currency in the Dutch? I like how the guys said U.S. greenbacks, the Winnipeg. Apparently, those Canadians want our money again. They didn't want it for a while. You bring some of that good U.S. greenbacks, you'll get yourself a ticket. Let's just go to Winnipeg and just start flaunting it. Just like, you know, hold it in the air. You want some? You want Give some me tickets. Bags? Oh, we don't even want tickets. We're just throwing our money around. I believe Andy Murray, the former coach, was from Winnipeg. And I only remember this because we had Monty Hall. God bless Iggy Strode, because when you want a random – if you want a current topic, forget it. But if you want somebody really random from the past – we had Monty Hall from Let's Make a Deal fame. Why? Eh, why because not? why, why not? not? Okay. Yeah, why Fair. not? I think that's the wrong question. Yeah, the answer, the, the proper question is why not? Monty Hall at that point was a little older, but he was a Winnipeg native. And at the time, Andy Murray was the coach. So I said, hey, Andy Murray is from Winnipeg. And he's, oh, who, who, who's that? And kind of that old man, confused voice. <laughs> and I said, it uh, it doesn't matter, but I don't know a lot about Winnipeg. Monty Hall lived uh, a long, long life. We had him. He was old when we had him. I'm going to say he died at 92, 93. 96. And how recently did he uh, die? September 2017. So just oh. a recent passing. Rest in peace. Good for him. Monty Hall. Born in 1921 in <laughs> Manitoba. In Manitoba, see? Eh? We'll take all your Winnipeg. Charlie is not in Winnipeg. He was a radio analyst for the Rangers. Monty Hall one was? season, according to Wikipedia, hold on, hold Hall on. was a, this is this was discussed in our pre-show meeting that we should get into Monty Hall early. Yes, with the Blues playoffs set to uh, drop the puck in about two days, and the Cardinals coming off a rough series against the Padres, lighten it up a little bit. According to Wikipedia, Hall was a radio analyst for the Rangers of the National Hockey League during the fifty-nine sixty season. I guess he's Canadian, so he would qualify. They, <laughs> they're in New York. Like anybody here, Canadian? You want to be part of the broadcast? <laughs> In my wildest dreams, I never would have thought, Monty Hall, let's make it. Yeah, he was probably a former radio hockey analyst. 
We missed. We obviously missed out when we had him on. I regret that we didn't bring that up. Uh, we do have a lot to get to, believe it or not. Brought to you this hour by Appliance Discounters, one of the great St. Louis success stories. You've heard the commercials where Denise and her brother Tony talk about it. They started in 2009 over there on Watson Road in Webster, and they started with the Appliance Discounters, basically a store where you could get appliances at the lowest prices, and it went well. Started getting the big brands on board, the Frigidaires, GE, Samsung, LG, and then they expand, they expand again. Now there are six area locations, Fairview Heights, Illinois, City of St. Louis, Webster Grove, South County, Baldwin, St. Charles. Guarantee there's one near you. Find them online at theappliancediscounters.com. They say their savings are your savings, and they mean it. It's right there on the price tag. Yeah, Blues and Jets begin on Wednesday, then Friday at 8.30, the old dreaded 8.30 start. But because it's Friday, I don't think that many people are going to complain about it. I was fine with it. I'm glad that had it been a Wednesday 8.30 start, that would have been disappointing. But I'm cool with a Friday. Next Tuesday. We have a chance to get banged up for a Friday night. Yeah, Yeah. watch the Blues. It won't start until about 8.40. Next Tuesday is a home game. Yes. That's also one of those 8.30 yes. or so yeah, starts. Not a fan so of those. You can rest up a little bit. Take a nap before the game. The funny thing is the Cardinals are going oppo. They're going as early as they can. Starting games this week at 6.45. The Blues playoff game next week at 8.30. But the series with the Jets begins Wednesday, Jets. 7 o'clock. We meet, can we alter Frank Howard's voice? Frank Thomas. Did I say Frank Howard? Frank Howard. Former Met. <laughs> He's a really old school guy. I make fun of Iggy for old school. All my references are from Iggy's Rolodex. Frank Thomas and his Mets breakdown. We need to do a little audio edit and turn it into Jets. Can so I just look- call him? Does anyone have Frank Thomas's? Frank, remember that thing you were made fun of? We Can want you to just redo it? Just, instead of Mets, say Jets. Or we'll wait till the series is over after the Blues sweep, Ooh. and he'll just say, Jets have nothing to hang their heads about except they didn't play well, they let in too many goals, and they blew this series. Ooh, That'll like be that. the perfect season. Mets Jets. have nothing to hold their heads down for, except they didn't play that well, and they gave away this World Series. See, the issue is, during that clip... <laughs> that was his summation. They had nothing to hang their heads about. Nothing. They nothing just choked it away. Except they blew it. But in no way, does and in that clip, does he say any word that begins with the letter J. Like, I need him right. to, to say... Right, you need a j-j-j somewhere yes, to find. The Mets just played a bad game or a bad series, and then there we go. I can try to clip off that J... And seamlessly, because I'm a perfectionist, yes. make it make it sound like Jets. Well, we have something to aspire to. There we go. Uh, Blues ended up with 99 points after their shootout win over Vancouver on Saturday. They went 8-1-1 one, and one down the stretch. It was an amazing finish to get to that point, yet you're greedy on Saturday because for a second they were in first they place. They the division for about four hours. And what happened? The Blackhawks yep. lead 2 to nothing in Nashville. Whoa, Chicago's going to help out. The old two-goal lead is worthless. Predators scored the next five goals, so the Predators actually win the division, as you know. Jets end up tied with the Blues, but had the row, the dreaded row, regulation and overtime wins. They edge the Blues, so therefore they are hosting. I don't think it's a huge deal. It'd be fun to start it out at home, but as we crunched some numbers last week, it's not a huge decided edge to have home ice advantage. During the NHL playoffs. Also, Tarasenko scored on Saturday. He finished with 33 goals, which matched last year's total. And given his start, is astonishing. Shocking, isn't yes. it? Yes. You were headed towards, and he outscored O'Reilly in terms of goals, which O'Reilly was the team leader in goals probably for the last, you know, for the first four months. 
But Tarasenko winds up with 33, which is truly amazing. Bennington leads the NHL in goals against. He finishes on top at 1.89, just edging out uh, our own Ben Bishop. And in terms of save percentage, he was fourth, Bennington, and on top was Ben Bishop. So, How terrified are you of just the series is because Blues history is always defined by goalies not performing in postseason play, and now all of a sudden we enter the playoffs and the Blues have the hottest goalie in the NHL. If you're for any other team, it's, yeah, all right, let's news. go, let's do great it. We, we're set up. For the Blues, it's, oh, God, where's, when's the 180? When does that shoe drop? I have to admit, I haven't heard a lot of that angst or nervous Blues fan syndrome that usually rears its ugly head this time of year, but when the first bad goal, yep. bad penalty happens, <laughs> or somebody just does something really stupid, you, you'll see it. It won't take long. Wednesday for that to come out. There's an early goal that bounces off a stick or takes a weird hop and gets past Bennington. Just look at Twitter and you you will see all the Yanks reappear. I thought Hoff only had his downer fastball when it came to baseball, but apparently he's just locked in and ready to go for this playoff run. He's across the board. Across the board, White Blanket. No one brought that up despite the fact that it makes a lot of sense. It does. And yet Hoffman's like, you know what, let's break down this wall and just go right for it. I don't mean to sound insincere, but it's the Wet Blanket and Blues franchise. (laughs) Goaltending. What I said on TKO last night on Fox 2, the weird position now is that blues fans are kind of expecting good things yeah there's this optimism that doesn't normally exist and you're like oh boy oh you poor people oh boy it's weird how expectations have shifted yes because for a while it was i think at the beginning of the year you were hoping for a good postseason run terrible start they fire mike yo they're towards the bottom of the league and now you're thinking hey good draft pick maybe they'll maybe they'll hit their their first-round draft pick and bring in someone really good who they can build around, and maybe they can make a couple trades and bring in more prospects. Then they turn it around a little bit, get into that wild-card range. Now you're thinking, you know, maybe they get in and they have a good first series, six- or seven-game series against one of the best teams in the league, and then you're satisfied. And now it's, let's go to the conference finals. Expectation let's is the go, father of disappointment. Yes, let's go, let's go beyond the conference finals. <laughs> Why not this year? Why not the Blues? Yeah. You heard Charles Glenn, the anthem singer who was with us in studio on Friday. One of the uh, nice guys, by the way. Super nice guy. Singing to the summer. He's 64. Looks like he's about 44. Yes. He's been doing that job for 19 years. He, he is dealing with multiple sclerosis, so he's scaling back his schedule. Still performing around town. And his line was great. He said, I want to sing until the summer. Good for like, him. Keep this thing going. Uh, who knows? Blues fans... You could chime in the Triad Bank. Take it to the bank text line. This is a fun topic as we sit here on a Monday before we've done our in-depth analysis that you've come to count That'll on. That'll come. That'll come. Yeah, the in-depth analysis. breaking down tape, comparing lines. And we have the Jets play-by-play yeah. guy on. That counts. But what is your level of – let's just go let's, – let's pick a random chart. How about out of five pucks, level of confidence <laughs> – that the Blues will have oh. a nice playoff run. I, uh, is it okay if I nice, define nice playoff yeah. run? No, that we got to have the Rammer follow up. What's a nice? No, I, I have to tell you, I think I'll know it when I see it, and that's a terrible that's another answer. Rammer answer. That's a terrible answer. 
But if they made the second round and lost but played really well and it was an exciting run. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I need to get past the first round to feel good about it. Okay. But I'm at about four pucks. I'm at about three. <sighs> Only because of their matchup. You're the wet puck. No, if it was against Nashville, I'd say yeah. four or five. Winnipeg, and I get that they haven't played in a while, and since then the Blues have played exponentially better than the Jets. But just the matchup itself is not necessarily in the Blues' favor. Winnipeg seemingly just kind of plays that brand of hockey that the Blues... It's a heavy game. Yeah, heavy game. They could play They could play fast. They could play heavy, play strong, physical. That has given the Blues fits throughout the year. That's the only reason it's a three. It'd be a four or even a five if it had broken right on Saturday and they were playing Nashville instead of Winnipeg. All right, let's get the polls to the uh, puckheads out there. 855-282-8255 is the text on here. Try it, Bank brings you. Take it to the bank where we get your bold take. And maybe if you want to take it further, not just how many pucks, your level of confidence, but maybe a bold playoff prediction. Where do you see this team going? And it's usually, and Hoff's right, it's usually a goalie issue. Or a goalie who you kind of believe in, like a Roman Turek, who ends up letting you down. Or a goalie like Grant Fuhrer, who you believe in but gets injured. There's always... Or Ryan Miller, but he had a wedding to go to, so was, it was okay that He was lost. sort of in a hurry to get the playoffs over with. <laughs> he, had, he had summer plans. Uh, give us your bold take it to the bank prediction at 855-282-8255. Triad Bank is located in Frontenac, Missouri. I was with the folks from Triad Bank on Friday, and they said, just remember, we're not in Illinois. I'm like, I understand that. And they go, didn't you say we had? No, no. We confused folks for a minute. They are in Frontenac, Missouri, right there on Clayton Road. It's one block west of Lindbergh, right off Highway 40. So wherever you are, Triad Bank is close to you. If you're looking for a bank uh, maybe you don't like the services you're getting right now. Stop by and meet the fine folks there. It really is the friendly confines when you stop by for all your banking needs. And if you're a business owner looking to expand, make sure to talk to them because they will help get things done. It's a St. Louis-based bank. Started here in 2005. Triadbanking.com is where you can find them on the web. A lot of hockey conversation this week. Also, Jay Bolmeister gets a one-year extension for next year. I like how the Blues put out a press release. And they attach the dollar figure. There is no guessing. One-year deal, I think it was $3.25 million, which is a reduction from what he was making. But the idea is, you know what? He's shown us. He's got a little left in the tank. We've got some younger players. So Bullmeister gets re-upped. That's probably more unlikely than the Blues making the playoffs. I was about to ask, what if, if I you told you in January the clock, that they were going to sign oh my God. an extension? It's unreal. The, oh, the, Blues fans would be riding if... if the year continued down that track, and he still got re-signed. The reversal of fortune for the franchise, even for Barubi, who had a lackluster start as the head coach, you're like, eh, more of the same, more of the same. And I didn't think they would turn around at all, even with Barubi. And they did. Just took a little while for that bump to kick in. Uh, baseball tonight, we mentioned it, 645 start cards, open a four-game series with the Dodgers. Who are playing poorly. They're off to a terrible start. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. They're no. not hitting the ball at all, Martin. Well, they're God. pitching. They're pitching off. They're catching they're them pitching. at the right time. That yeah. offense, they're due for a letdown. Hey, maybe they're tired. They were on Sunday night baseball. <laughs> they're late, late game. game. They scored eleven runs, they so are, they I mean, had to play a long game. Yeah, they there are we go. due to go quiet. Just you know, yes. strictly speaking, you can't keep scoring eight point six per game. Can you? Runs. Good lord, but they lot six. Uh, Dodgers in town. Whoa. Everybody kind of picked them to fall <laughs> off. They've won six straight division titles. It looks like they're still they're good. the same Dodgers team they have been in recent memory. They're here for four. You have Miles Michaelis on the mound tonight, and 
I'm John Mozeliak. I just gave him $68 million. I, I kind of want to see him pitch a little bit like last year. John Mozeliak, I gave him $68 million. I gave Andrew Miller over $20 million. I'd like to see some of these guys get yeah. outs and stop allowing home hey, runs. Hey, Miller got an out on Sunday. A hard out. Uh, he, got a, he got Hosmer Well out. struck out. And then they went to Hicks for the four-out save. Oh, it was good. That was great theater. The Machado Hicks at bat. And even though Manny Machado, we, we pick on him from being – is dirty player the right word? Is that too much? He has a reputation. Sort of crossing the I don't line think he's dirty. I think he has a reputation for that now, given some of his actions. Yeah, but so he had, he kind of comes with this rep, but it was cool. He's got a little flair. That's fair. He's got a little flair to his game. So when he strikes out on that slider to end the at-bat, he's the tying run. He said he was thinking home run, so it's power on power. And then Hicks gets him to chase. That was a good pitch. Machado tips his cap to him. That was a cool moment within the grand scheme of the whole game. That was a great one-on-one matchup. And that's the Jordan Hicks you want to see. Jordan Hicks getting strikeouts late in games. Had three yesterday. You want to see more of that. Right. He got the four outs. Three were via the strikeout. You did get an out from Miller, but the bullpen was the issue. The home opener Friday ruined by Alex Reyes. No offense. Mm. There's nothing to hang his head about except he blew the home except opener. He kept walking, guys. Kept walking. He's guys. not missing bats. I was kind of wanting him out of there a little sooner. I was wanting Miller out of there sooner on Saturday, And then too. Miller, yeah. So Reyes coughed it up on Friday. Miller did on Saturday. And really, on Sunday, you're you're avoiding disaster. Can you imagine sitting here today? You just got swept by the Padres. Who Maybe, yes, they've got an improved lineup. They've got some nice pieces. They've got some young players. We saw Fernando Tatis Jr., but... Wainwright really saved Cardinal Twitter from imploding yeah. by pitching as well as he did. Six innings, nine strikeouts. He brought up the Pittsburgh start, and he said, it's not an excuse. He said, but i got to be honest with you. He said, I think it was so cold. Remember a week ago, he couldn't throw a strike. We were watching the game in Pittsburgh. He said it was like 32, and he said, honestly, he said, I just didn't adapt. I couldn't grip the ball, which sounds like, oh, yeah, whatever, dude. You're just the old guy, whatever. Except in his next start, he went out and pitched very well. Pitched very well. I do want to know, if you're Adam Wainwright, what are you thinking yesterday when you're facing Fernando Tatis Jr. and it crosses your mind, good Lord, I pitched against his dad. Correct. How old am I? <laughs> when you're on the mind, you're like, wait a minute. Am I facing guys' Facing kids, their kids now? now? That was a cool nugget, too. It was nine years later, almost uh, to the month it was, nine years later that he had faced Tatis Sr. and now Fernando Tatis Jr. Cards win that game. They're four and five, which is fine, whatever. It's early in the season. I mean, there's games, there's two games out there that you should have won. That last game against Milwaukee and then that middle game against against San Diego. The Saturday game got ugly there. The Sunday game in Milwaukee last week. The Brewers, by the way, did it again. They won a series uh, Yelich is good. He hit a Cubs, home run. Are the Cubs bad? The Cubs are two and seven. I the don't Brewers, know how to read this. It's really early, but Dakota I think knows how if, to read it. Their if, pitching is awful. And if you're I, a Cub fan, you were thinking going into this year. I think you were a little nervous about just sort of the whole vibe around the team that they're changing who they are, and that Joe Mann's going to be a little more serious, and John Lester wants some structure. They're two and seven. The Brewers are eight and two. Their team whip is almost two. I mean, we brought <laughs> so that's bad. That's right? bad. We brought up the Pakota rankings a lot, but if you dove into exactly like what what gave them their final, it was essentially saying that the Cubs, if they don't have a bunch of their hitters hit out of the world, they were going to suck, and that's exactly what we're seeing, which is their pitching is 
terrible. Home opener at Wrigley today. Kind of a downer. A little bit of a downer. <laughs> I kind and of feel bad for the Cubs and the, no, and the Red Sox. No, no, no I feel bad no, for Cubs yeah. fans and Red Sox fans and that they have to wait this long to get to their Correct. home opener. I think teams shouldn't that's have excessive. to wait 10 games. Three series is yes, excessive. that's a lot. And I get that you want to spread teams like the Cubs and Red Sox around early to boost attendance in April because they do draw well, but it is unfair to Cubs and Sox fans that they have to wait that long. Can you also Red had... Uh, Alex Reyes demoted. That happened quick. I mean, it needed to happen. Disappointing, though, after all the talk about he's back and he's in that and he's a killer piece to the bullpen. He's a, he's still the top prospect. He's still a rookie of the year candidate, even though he debuted in the big leagues in 2016. It had to happen, and maybe we were a little bit naive to think that he could just kind of step in after basically missing two years of baseball. So hopefully, he's back soon. Uh, Reyes. Early season disappointment. Andrew Miller giving up bombs on Saturday. Fingers crossed he's going to be okay. But the hockey wet blanket came out before I could get to baseball. And my question for Hoff, who is always, I'll just say, overly realistic. Is that the nicest way? I, can I think it? so. Overly, overly realistic. I'd like to think that slightly I... Slightly pessimistic. I'd like to think I called Miller's struggles. I wasn't pleased about that signing because he wasn't very good last year. And I don't think the Cardinals have any built-in equity to have anyone believe that a player coming off an injury will improve. That's been an issue with them yeah. in recent years. But overall, you were bullish on the team. Yes. So, And I asked Frank this question, the player you're most concerned about on the 25-man, and I said it's probably Miller because your bullpen has been a huge issue now. That Sunday game in Milwaukee was a bullpen loss. Granted, these are close games, but Friday, Saturday, you did have the lead late. And the bullpen coughed it up. I think it's still Miller. You could throw Fowler on the list, but I think people are just sort of resigned to the fact that he just might struggle. Yes. And we've got several weeks to go in April, but I think people are like, let's we'll wait, we'll wait and see. But I don't think there's any surprise factors. So. At least Fowler's getting on base to a degree. The OPS, I mean the on base potential did go down over the weekend, but if he holds it around three forty, three fifty I think you can live with him in the lineup. I'm still concerned about Ozuna. He has two extra base hits, and this guy's supposed to be a thumper in the middle of your order. He did crush it. He did. He crushed it Saturday. But, but slugging at 344 and on base at 242, he still can't throw. You have to wonder if that shoulder's going to affect his, his bat for the course of the season. I think your rotation has to step it up. It has to yes. start dominating because it's going to affect him. You might have to win some lower-scoring games till the offense gets going. You might have to get deeper into games until your bullpen gets going. So it really begins with Michaelis tonight to be the guy he was a year ago. That was a lot of money they threw at him. Now, he's got peace of mind, but that's a lot of money for a guy. Grant, I know he's been around, but one season wearing that Cardinal uniform. What was his line? His line in Pittsburgh was, what, five and three? The home runs are a concern for him. That was supposed to be his bailiwick, eliciting weak contact. But in Pittsburgh, five and three with the home run. Two walks, two strikeouts. He's not a strikeout guy, but that's already four home runs allowed, in which last year he allowed only, um, well, 16 last year. But still, he's he's, mad, he's a quarter of the way to his total last year through two starts. All right, other loose ends. The home opener on Friday, a beautiful day. And you got yelled at by Bob Gibson. I did get yelled at by Bob Gibson. I get a lot of people, when I'm walking outside to get ready for our news hits, a lot of people just go, hey, news guy. News guy. I get a lot of Sports news person. guys. And then we're sitting on this set, which is right by Ballpark Village, and these two women 
I'm just guessing, probably in their 50s. But I'm sitting on the set getting ready to, like, hey, hey. Were they drinking? Can we get a picture? And I'm, like, st- staring out at my phone and my nose, scribbling some stuff. And I turned. I said, what's that? And the woman goes, oh, you're not Andy Banker. <laughs> I was like, well. Uh, oh. So how'd that feel? Because of my blink, I said, no, thank you. I'm not. But they were clearly disappointed that it wasn't Andy Banker. How do you think Andy Banker's going to feel about people mistaking you for him? Well, I think it's the recent weight loss, you know, with being sick and That makes sense. I think Frank texted that he didn't even recognize me on the set, and I said, well, that makes sense because— I kind of thought you were joking when you sent it out. The Banker thing? No, that really happened. That's harsh. They they were—and they weren't (laughs) laughing. They were instantly disappointed. Oh, it's you. I turned around. Oh, you're not Andy Banker. Wait, why is Andy Banker such a big deal? He's a big Cardinal fan. He was outside that. You're a Cardinal got... fan. Yeah, Andy well, I'm a journalist. You okay. root against them sometimes. No. And you are a Cardinal fan. No. Andy's, Andy's nicer. Andy, fire. Oh, 100%. Fair. 100%. That, is, that is fair. <laughs> uh, the other bit of housekeeping would be in terms of the ceremony inside, which is great seeing the red jackets. You, Rick Humble even. Rick Humble even wrote about it and said for him, after all these years, he still just he loves seeing the red jackets. Well, he's an optimistic person. You, on the other hand, you lean pessimistic. So let's hear your no, thoughts. No, I absolutely love it seeing the uh, the legends of the game roll through. But part of the pregame is they always introduce the city mayor and the county executive, <laughs> who are not popular now. And uh, there were boos for Lyda Cruson, but it wasn't overwhelming. But then they're like, and St. Louis County Executive Steve Stanger, and there were it wasn't thunderous, but he got booed. And I thought, do you really even need to no roll out? No offense to Steve, but who cares? Well, that's what I'm saying. Do you need to roll unless the Cardinals say, listen, we're civic partners. We have some tax agreements. You know, we work with the city. We work with the county. It's a nice gesture. I just don't think it needs to take place. No. Like, does anybody – now, if I'm the county exec and they said, come on down, I'd sure. What do I have to do? Get in. Although in the current climate, I might say, oh, I got a meeting. I have other plans. Like when Bob Dylan got the Nobel Prize, he said he was busy. I'm like, you got the Nobel Prize? What do you mean you're busy? Of course, Stanger can't use the excuse I'm working because oh, apparently he's not. So. I, I think it's a tradition that maybe is past. Like in the old days, everybody was polite and there wasn't social media. You didn't know a whole lot. There wasn't an investigative report. I'm like, well, it's the fine yeah. mayor of our city. Well, it's the fine uh, county know, executive. If they're new... Maybe first term, only, first time through opening well, day. Well, person is new in yeah. the first term. Yeah, but like first opening day and if in you're office. If you haven't done enough to garner booze. Yeah. If you, you haven't. Hold on. We'll let you know whether you're part of opening day. We're running a poll. They, call, yeah, they, call, they call Schaefer. Our fans hate you, so will no. You, will you boo the mayor <laughs> or county exec at this current time? I mean, the governor wasn't there. He seems to be pretty popular. He's a farmer. Well, he loves baseball. In fact, yeah, that's I, true. I think, yeah. well, I think you farmer. punch up the tribalism in St. Louis. You make it a com- you make it a competition. Have people vote on their favorite, you know, little fiefdom mayor, and then Who they get they get to be there. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, then Shrewsbury and Glendale are really throwing down, trying to see who's there, who's there at Bush Stadium on opening. To be day. fair, I think Parson is popular because he's not Greitens. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think that's but, why his, he's his a little, popularity little, little Gerald Ford esque. But he also. Anti Greitens, he became very visible. Yes. Which the other guy was like hiding in the office. And this guy is out everywhere, shaking hands and being, but he was not there on opening. Anyway, it's just a thought that maybe that's something 
they could probably live without. Yeah. Just a thought. That's, That's just fair. a little bit of housekeeping from opening day. We'll get to your text at 855-282-8255. Would you be disappointed if it was me and not Andy Banker as I turned around to take that picture? And also your level of puck optimism out of four. Was it five pucks? or Five, five pucks? I went five. four out of five. Okay, I went three. And how far will this team go? We'll get the pulse of the people. It is the Midday Grind here on a Monday on 590 The Fan.